Hey there guys, real quick, this is the Elder Daedalus, co-host of the Daedalus Podcast. Today, I'm here to tell you a little something about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and let me go ahead and explain. First of all, it is free, there's no upfront cost, it doesn't cost anything. It's a great way to get started. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, literally if you're on the go, if you're at school, if you are hiding in the restroom while you're at work, if you're stalking your ex-girlfriend. You can literally make a podcast from anywhere. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other streaming platforms. Hey, great way to get it out, right? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means that your Uncle Randy, who was twice removed, can help you make a buck, or a creepy Father John, who you chose to stop talking to for many reasons, can even help you make a buck. It's that simple. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get back to the show. Oh no. Look everyone. Weasley's got himself a howler. (laughs) Go on Ron. I ignored one from my grand once. It was horrible. Isn't that a wonderful beginning? Yeah, it's really good. What is this? Are you trying to trick me? Wait, just wait. When's it get good? What's up there, little homie? About ready to do this? Yeah, man, I'm ready. In this world, if you can't swim, you found the dress out. And if you fall, you better pick your punk ass up. That's right. And the rest of y'all, Wanda, the ready? Don't cut him no slack. Hey, break yo! You're going nowhere. What? I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of heat time. You got no backup here. I'm calling it Veronica. Veronica, give me a hand. Got food, get busy. Three. It's clobbering time. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Hola y bienvenido a otro capítulo del show. This is the Dallas Podcast. I am the Elder Dadless. With me today is the always incomparable great communicator, Jose the Dad. At the very top of the show, before we get into uh, the main subject, <laughs> um, very big shout out, very big thank you to the growing community again. Uh, we are now nearing 700 people, um, and that's including our Facebook community that we have. Uh, that's including the the listeners that we've garnered now. So thank you very much. It's greatly appreciated. Um, again, it's 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 fairly it's it's surreal to see how popular we've become just because we're like I've said before, we're we're just spouting off the same shit that we usually talk about with each other off mic. But, I mean, we just, we're applying it to, uh, you know, recorded audio. So that's very cool. I'm, I'm glad that a lot of people are vibing with us. Um, it's great. Uh, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad people enjoy it. Real quick, un gran saludo a todo mi gente latino. Big shout out to uh, everybody that's fucking listening to us in Venezuela, Mexico, Argentina, Colombia, Bolivia, Peru, Brazil, Canada. Oh, wait. Whoops. <laughs> 
Sorry. Sorry. Paraguay, um, Chile. It's fucking great. It's great to know that we have um, an immense uh, Latino following, Latinx following, uh, just so that we don't uh, upset anybody. But uh, you've upset me. <laughs> uh, I don't know what Latinx is. Does it mean I used to be Latino, but I've now <laughs> not anymore? I'm, I'm an ex-Latin. Like I'm an ex-Latin. That sounds like a like a street gang. You you shop at the mall. You don't go to the Ramata anymore. You're you're Latin X. You son of a bitch. I'd rather have Chipotle than a bowl of pozole any day. <laughs> That's a lie. That's not true. So picking up where we left off last episode, last time, um, we talked about racial depictions or otherwise uh, stereotypes used in animation and cartoons. That's racist. Uh, Where we left off, uh, as it was noted, I, I I mentioned to Jose that I have a slew of notes on uh, the heat that has uh, brewed with J.K. Rowling and uh, the Wizarding World. Hey, y'all back up off my girl, all right? That's where it gets tough. Like I was saying last time, it, it gets tough. Being a fan of uh, Harry Potter because there is so much uh, heat within the Harry Potter community. And uh, I guess originally it started um, it started when Pottermore started. I fucking love Pottermore. I've never been on Pottermore. I, I went on Pottermore when it like launched. This is how long I've been a fan. Like I read the I was reading the books as early as I could read them. I remember being pissed off in like the third grade because I was trying to read The Order of the Phoenix, and it was just like above my reading level. Just like what the fuck, I can't get past the first fucking chapter. <laughs> I was pissed, but uh, you know I came back to it, uh, and so you know I've been a fan for a very long time. Pottermore came out, uh, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I signed up. I like put my email for notifications for when it released. And, you know, then I was like, oh, this is fucking boring because there wasn't much yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Pottermore not started on Tumblr? I Or was it just its own, like, flagship thing? I believe it was its own website because I don't ever remember being on Tumblr. But I remember signing up for Pottermore. A lot of pornography on Tumblr. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, I never you got can't it. watch it in Australia, so be careful. Oi. Yeah, yeah, out of bounds there. <laughs> That's offensive. You know you're not supposed to do fucking uh, impersonations anymore of accents. Why is this? No one told me this. <laughs> I, you hear the fucking president called me. In Russia, called, it's still okay. He called, he called my fucking president. He said Putin is murder. He said Putin is weaker than bear. He said Putin is, is killer. And Putin said, what the fuck, man? I am not killer. He said, you are killer. Take one to no one, pussy. It is exactly what he said. He ha- he goes on news. He says, well, I know you are, but what am I? And and, and they fucking brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Putin, for that. Uh, and, and thank you for staying out of 2020 election. So, again... Um, I have a bunch of fucking strung up notes that I wrote down because I, I read quite a bit of this. A lot of this is uh, from online articles. A lot of it is from Reddit and uh, like a lot of the online community. So it's not exactly um, 
my words or my point of views. It is subject matter that has been brought up by other uh, fans online. So, where to begin? J.K. fucking Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Um, J.K. for life. She has come under a lot of scrutiny and fire by the online community, by the LGBTQ community. Um, I, by She just fucks up. She makes a lot of bad decisions, I guess. Um, you know, it's not for me to say because I'm, I'm very much an outsider looking in. Um, I mean, especially as a fan, I am a, a fan who really is a fan of the, the works of Harry Potter and the, the Wizarding World and whatnot. But I really, you know, I'm seeing it from an outside perspective. So take this with a grain of salt, please. Um, first of all, she's been blamed for a number of things. Uh, uh, poisoning the water, uh, burning down the crops, um, uh, being the mother of dragons. That's a joke. Um, so one of the first points, she has been blamed for transphobic, um, statements, I would say, or afterthoughts, post, postscript thoughts. Um, one of these starting at the very top with Dumbledore because Dumbledore was, um, was or is depicted as a uh, as a homosexual male in the books although it's not directly um like plain yeah so it's not expressed nowhere in any of the books does it say dumbledore is gay this is something she put out on twitter and here's i mean this is where i'm confused man because like she came out and said dumbledore was you know gay uh, before it was like before it was before really it was PC and like it had to be mm-hmm. like you know it had to be acceptable like it, at that time I don't even know uh, I'll look it up but I don't know for sure if uh, I don't think gay marriage was even legalized across the country yet um, but she she saw that hey you know what there's not very many uh, LGBT plus people represented i have a very popular character that i you know she she gave some representation there and i think that was a really good move of her you know i think that that speaks volumes of you know how she truly feels and not how people online are trying to make her look and i mean i just it baffles me like you're turning on your people that are trying to help you now too, and I mean, I, I'm I'm not trans, so there could be things that are like you know, uh, like it's like you said, outsider looking in. It is. This is very like this is from a perspective of of we don't see it because like we're not of the same um, like uh, although I hate to say it like we're not like trying to white knight anybody. You know what I mean? Like it's very much. It is like a very um, I don't want to say tone deaf either because it's it's not like we want to understand what has been done um, and like what is at fault from J.K. Rowling and why this is upsetting to so many people. Um, so aside from what Jose's saying, uh, I just wanted to add on to that, just tack on there. Um, a lot of what she's been blamed for or what she's been accused of at, uh, um, 
in, in inclusion with like the whole transphobia and stuff is queer baiting. Um, so it's like, uh, for example, she, she teases a lot of sexual preference for characters as a marketing ploy. So kind of, uh, to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, as far as like, this is representation for, uh, uh, for, you know, a walk of life that isn't being well presented, but at the same time, it's very tone deaf on her part. Um, because she's doing it or what it's being theorized is that she does it as a way to market, you know, to, to monetize that, that, um, that preference of, of person, you know? Um, but that is, so something that I've read recently is like, um, it's been hinted at that in the following, um, in the following, uh, what are those movies called? Uh, the ones that um, are not very good. Yeah, what are they? But what is you're that? talking about? Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beasts. Okay, so um, within th those series of movies, I guess within this next installment, um, once they kind of get that squared away, um, justice for Johnny. Justice for Johnny. Fuck you, Amber Heard. Fuck you, Amber Turd. You shit bag. Um, apparently, it's been hinted that J.K. Rowling has made. Um, some type of statements, uh, and I say this like, and because it's very vague whether or not she has, um, that the the relationship, the romantic relationship between Grindelwald and Dumbledore will be hinted at because I guess it's something that has been pointed out in the series before somewhat. Yeah, so I mean, in the books, it, it talks about how intense of a like a friendship friendship they had. they had so it doesn't say anything romantic but it does address the fact that they were together all the time that they were very close and that when dumbledore ultimately had to defeat grindelwald it wasn't something easy for him to do and it's something he hesitated to do uh so i mean it, it hints at the closeness of the two characters without explicitly stating that they were romantically involved and uh i mean it, it could also be and this is you know again from an outside perspective it's almost akin to a uh like a deku bakugo relationship or well something a little more mature maybe like a naruto sasuke relationship right where it's like the 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 bond of friendship that is there is so intense that i mean he would seeing it from from a fan's perspective is he would hesitate to ultimately um you know bring down grindelwald because it's like you're you're having to bring down your friend i don't want to end up cutting off my friend's fucking arm but it's gonna happen yeah no and and that's why it gets tricky because because it's not explicitly stated that they were romantically involved it can very easily fit into a romance fit instead you know there's uh, like that know, narrative can be kind of uh it can apply anywhere yeah yeah it's very open it's yes. very open and so but i mean the reason that she gets called or that she's been under fire mostly with the whole uh transphobic uh remarks that she's being uh attacked for i guess mm -hmm. uh she talks about how with trans women, men who transition into uh, women, how she feels like it takes away from real women 
I can understand, and I'm not saying she's she's. I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I'm leaning more towards uh, she didn't say anything wrong. And I mean, ten years from now, I could change my mind, or five years from now, a year from now, who knows? But uh, from what I know, it sounds like she's trying to uphold the uniqueness and the value of women biologically speaking you know you can i can acknowledge you as a woman if you've transitioned that's okay i have no problem like oh i identify as women okay i will call you she or whatever your pronouns are uh you want to be a woman i will acknowledge you as a a woman but there are biologically things that are unique to women being childbirth and, and pains like that that we as men don't experience yeah. and so for me uh, she was talking about how uh, maybe she could have worded it better. Maybe she, I don't know the exact words, uh, but she upset people because basically she was talking about how uh, a man who transitions into a woman doesn't experience everything that a like, quote unquote uh, real woman does. They don't go through menstruation. They don't go through childbirth. They don't have, a lot of the things that we revere women for, you know, and it's it's something that I as a man seeing, uh, you know, my wife go through that definitely helped me uh, get rid of some of like, the, I guess you could say like the societal views of like, oh, men and women, you're like, it definitely helped me appreciate women more and not dismiss feminism as much. Because when I hear the word feminism, I, I used to think like, you know, like the whole uh, feminine Nazi thing that was going on where it was like, uh, you're offensive just by existing as a male type thing. Men are pigs. Yeah. But there's, there's the different, more, the more radical approach. Exactly. More radical. And, and so seeing all that helped me appreciate true feminism more and get more in touch with that. And so, you know, I feel like JK Rowling was trying to go more towards, Hey, let's acknowledge that, you know, there are, women biological women and that you know while someone who transitions from men to women you know we can acknowledge them and everything like that let's still acknowledge the value of i mean i don't want to say an actual woman but a biological woman and the unique things they have to go through that no one else will have to go through yeah there's a lot to dissect there i didn't there, mean to ramble no but. there is no but it's a it's a very complex subject you know like I get, I get where, I get where certain defenses would come up in in that argument. Um, another note that I mean to fall into that because a lot of it has to do with LGBTQ um, subject matter, right? Is what is where a lot of these subjects fall under. Um, another one of them to f follow up with the relationship between uh, Grindelwald and Dumbledore is, um, and again to the, with the subject of uh, queer baiting uh, in the Cursed Child. In the book, um, she's been blamed of fan fiction shipping, uh, which I guess, uh, I'm, and I'm new to this term, um, when fans wish for two characters to be romantically linked. So, again, like a Sasuke Naruto, like a fucking Gohan Piccolo, like a fucking... That's... It's out there. <laughs> oh, no. I did not know that was a thing, but that's... Look, that's... look you guys, pause real quick. Go look up Ninja Love. Thank me later. Unpause. Yeah, it's... Uh, I get what... I, I mean, I, I now understand the term. I get it. Um, but, so this falls into, again, with the Cursed Child. Um, 
Scorpius Malfoy and Albus Potter. I just um, want to take a quick moment to say the cursed child is a piece of shit and shouldn't exist. So I've heard. So I've heard. I heard it's like. We'll dig into it after you continue your, oh, yeah. your notes there. But it's, yeah, I just uh, want to let the listeners know <laughs> the I cursed hear. child is shit. So I hear. I've never read it. I've never read it. It's not an audible. I don't want to fuck. I can, <laughs> I, I can, I can, uh, I'll do a little ramble on that after too, but you know, <laughs> continue. Um, so there is an intense, I guess within contextually within the book, there is an intense personal relationship um, compared, like in comparison to Harry and Ron that Scorpius and Albus share, but it's very like, it's purposefully, or I don't know, I haven't read the book, so I don't know contextually how it reads, but um it reads as a very like intense sexual bond. Like it's very, I guess the narrative there can be driven to like very intense uh, spectrums, but I don't know because I've never read the book. I fucking don't know. I'm not going to go look at the spark notes for it. I really have like no interest in, in doing so literally, unless it came out on fucking audible, I would go, I would listen to it. But it's like, I've read all the books. I did my time. I did that sentence. Um, and I went through, I cried for fucking Dumbledore, but I'm not going to. I cried more for Dobby than Dumbledore. Oh, it was sad. It was really sad. You know, I fucking cried when um, I cried when Mrs. Weasley uh, fucking uh, saved Ginny and, and turned uh, Bellatrix a stone. Not I was my like, daughter, t- you when she (laughs) that's so intense that's one of the lines i remember most from the books and when i was watching the movie i was like i swear to god if that line is not in this fucking movie i'm walking out of this fucking movie theater (laughs) there is a lot of so um i i a side note i'm doing like i'm on a real big marvel kick i'm reading the uh the marvel infinity gauntlet not -hmm. to be confused so what infinity war is is the infinity gauntlet um, and it's like a b- broader fucking spectrum than the movie is on like leap by leaps and fucking bounds. It is far fucking beyond the movie where we're held to like a little minuscule fucking palette in the movie. Um, infinity. So anyway, fucking uh, quick, quick, giving me other things to infin- take up my time. Infinity gauntlet. There are certain just small panels that come up within the story that like hit me on such another level like when they're they're going over like so this is who was uh snapped away and this is who's alive so now we have to reach out uh to you know across the fucking uh across timelines and and multiverses and shit to see who will come and answer the call and um it's just little side notes and they're like well we don't know we know we don't have anybody that'll help us but we really need some help and uh, there's a small note where Iron Man just shows up and the dialogue, the way that it's written is so like emotionally driven that he's like, you know, uh, fuck, I don't remember it word for word, but it's like when, when there is no one left to help, it looks like the Iron Man will step up and take the call. And honestly, if we could see that in a fucking movie, dude, and it's just Iron Man walking out of a fucking portal that Doctor Strange made because they're trying to reach out to people. It's so fucking cool, but um, yeah, uh, driven pro- uh, plot points. But yeah, so the uh, the relationship comparison, I guess, in Cursed Child, it's supposed to be like Ron and fucking Harry, and it's so it's really like la di da. But contextually, um, people are like, well, why is you know they, it's are they gay? Are they not gay? They need to be gay. 
And some people are like, well, they're not gay, but it's like a big fucking conflict because of the the way that it's written. And let me say the conflict shouldn't even exist because the book should never fucking exist. It's such a piece of shit. <laughs> such a piece uh, of shit. So, and here's the thing. I didn't even, and thank God I haven't read the book, uh, but I know it's a piece of shit because... Uh, I watch YouTubers and like, you know, there's different oh, the reviews. The so there's like reviews and then there's like lore that gets established in the book or whatever. There's an argument, though, that the Chris Child isn't canon because it wasn't written by J.K. Rowling. What? It was not written by J.K. Rowling. It was a play. It's a play. That's true. OK, that is true. OK. It's a play that was written. I forget the guy's name, but it was a play written by somebody else. I think J.K. Rowling was like a consultant or she was kind of a part of it, but she did not write it herself. I so, had no clue. So I was under the impression that it was the book and then they adapted a play to the book, but no. it's the other way around. It's a it's a play. And to my understanding, the book is just the play written down. So it's like Dragon Ball GT. It's not a Kiritoriyama, but exactly. it's kind of. Yeah. And you know, oh, so wow. Uh, but and, and here's the reason it's a piece of fucking shit. So, <laughs> uh, you have, and th- this is going to be an oversimplification. I want you to snap but, your wands in half, but this shit, I want you to spit on fucking <laughs> this shit's fucking garbage. Okay, so check this shit out. <laughs> fucking Harry has a son, I think it's the youngest one. Uh, the one that's named uh, Albus Severus. Potter or Albus Severus, yeah, whatever the fuck his mm-hmm, name is, mm-hmm. and Draco's son, Scorpius, and Harry's son, you know, at the end of the, the last one, he's like, what if I'm in Slytherin, Dad? And he's like, two of the bravest men I know were in Slytherin, and oh, surprise, he's in fucking Slytherin. So he's in Slytherin. Really? Yeah, he gets uh-huh. into Slytherin house, and I'm like, that right there is fucking like, nah, shut, shut the fuck up. So then Harry's son, the chosen one, Mr. Gryffindor himself, his fucking son is Slytherin. That's bullshit. Fuck that. Right off the bat, all right? Ravenclaw, okay, he's smart. Hufflepuff, yeah, okay, kind. He's Slytherin, like loser, really? Man. The fucking opposite? That's like having a fucking but- Norteño and his son's like, <laughs> puro pinche, you know, whatever the fuck they say, South, dad. I'm South Side, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, no, that shit just doesn't fucking happen. I'm going to fucking kill myself, eh? <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, fucking, and fans will say like, well, Charlie, I'm going to commit suicide. Eh? It can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Cause like Sirius was uh Gryffindor, even though his whole family was Slytherin. Yeah, but wasn't one of the main themes of Harry Potter to begin with, with Harry Potter, with Harry during the, the whole sorting, wasn't it left up to perspective that because his, because the sorting hat goes off of the, um, the wearers kind of like what they're vibing on that it was always left up to perspective that he could have went to any house, but because he was under the impression that Slytherin was for bad people and he wanted to go to Gryffindor, the sorting hat was like, well, go to Gryffindor. Yeah. No. Uh, also, I mean, th- th- we can do a whole episode on Harry Potter, but uh, the Which sorting we can, hat, s- we need to, the sorting hat is the worst fucking sorting <laughs> system ever. And we can dig into that too. Oh, you're you're gonna we're gonna judge your whole life, fucking your whole future when you're fucking ten or eleven years old, based off your personality I'm at the hat. fucking time. I'm a fucking it's a hat. fucking hat. A fucking hat. You have Dumbledore, one of the greatest wizards who ever lived. You have McGonagall, one of the wisest, baddest bitches ever. Bad. But no, let's let this fucking hat decide what house you're gonna fucking be in. 
based on your thoughts at one of the most anxiety-ridden points in your life. That's fucking genius. <laughs> Hats off to you, founders of Hogwarts. Fuck the four of you. Anyways. <laughs> so, fucking... I'm going to all of Anders and burning this motherfucker down. So, this fucking shit... Anyway, back to, back to the, the fucking cursed child, the cursed book, piece of shit. Uh, Harry's son is Slytherin. He becomes butt buddies with fucking Scorpius Malfoy. And they're like, oh, we're really good friends. And then here's a fucking kicker. Plot twist because we want to make this shit fucking sell. Voldemort had a daughter. No way. Yes. Voldemort had a fucking kid with Bellatrix Lestrange. Apparently during the Battle of Hogwarts, Bellatrix (laughs) is fucking, she just gave birth because that's the only way the timeline matches up for their daughter to go to school with Harry's fucking kids. But it's like, who the fuck watched the kid? But this kid's a fucking Hogwarts member. You would think, you would think that the fucking Ministry of Magic, Kingsley Shacklebolt takes over afterwards. What You'd think they, they'd be like, what this is the child in, of... What did they uh, fuck in the forest right before? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they have a spell to speed up the process. Like, hey, you might die. Let me get that fucking kid out of there. But you'd think Kingsley Shacklebolt, the Minister of Magic, yeah, after yeah, this yeah. all goes down, would be like, that is the child of the the worst wizard to ever live. I, I can't fucking do a Kingsley. But it, you'd think that they'd be like, you know what? Maybe we don't let you go to Hogwarts. But you can't deny Dumbledore's got style. So anyway, that's the whole fucking plot is then she fucking, this fucking child steals a time turner, steals a fucking time turner and influences these two to go back in time to see their fucking parents we're during their go, youth. We're going to go watch my dad and my mom fuck in the forest. We're all going. So, and the whole thing is her, Voldemort's daughter wants to bring her fucking dad back. And so they want to manipulate time in order to fucking have him come back. And she manipulates these two. Again, Harry's kid. So and- is she the Hermione? I was going to ask. Is there a Hermione? But is, so is this character the Hermione? Like is she kind of, she's not really. They're not friends. She just, I, I, and again, I haven't read it, so I don't know the details. But she influences them. She does, they become friends, I guess you could say. And she influences them to go back in time with the time turner. And here's what they fucking do. Okay, this is how they bring Voldemort back. Of all the times they could go back to bring Voldemort back, to bring him back, they fucking go to the Triwizard Tournament. Uh-huh. They. Uh, manipulate Cedric Diggory and he loses the second challenge to Harry. Harry gets first place. I don't know how that fucking happens, but Harry gets first place. Cedric loses. He's humiliated. He's pissed off at Harry. He hates Gryffindor and he becomes a fucking Death Eater down the line. He never died. Cedric Diggory becomes a fucking Death Eater. Uh, Harry never went to the fucking graveyard or some shit. Uh, So, I don't know what the... I don't know. It, It was confusing as fuck, but basically... Of all the times to bring Voldemort back, that's how you do it. You humiliate Cedric Diggory in the Triwizard Tournament. And that makes... like This is the fucking guy when everyone's making fun of Harry. He's like, hey, Harry, here's a tip. You know, you help me, let me help you. Like, such a stand-up fucking guy. But this guy gets so mad over fucking losing one challenge that he becomes a Death Eater. He's not that vain. He literally says in the final challenge, you saved me, take it. He doesn't give a fuck. But you're telling me that he gives such a fuck about losing that he He's becomes like, a Harry, death eater? smell my finger. That's Cho Chang. <laughs> and then just dies. Oh, problematic character, Cho Chang. Problematic. Oh, Cho Chang. She's coming up. She's coming up again. Two um, last names. 
two last names, two surnames. Um, Johnson Johnson. This <laughs> Johnson and Johnson. Today's episode is brought Jansen, to you by making a Jansen uh, uh, vaccination. Today's episode is brought to you by the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Don't call us Johnson. Call us Jansen. There you go. Um, anyway, so yeah, a piece of shit books, terrible storyline, <laughs> not really written by JK, so I don't think it's really canon, and I think oh it's kind of stupid for people to argue over whether they should be gay or shouldn't be gay when this whole fucking story shouldn't even exist. Toss it out. Make a whole new one. So, I, dude, it's hard to follow that up. That whole fucking thing is amazing. <laughs> um, going, follow, so, okay, so following the... Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so following... The um, the subject of queer baiting and and uh, this uh, uh, fan fiction shipping character shipping, um, we then fall onto Nymphadora and Remus Lupin. Uh, oh man, Nymph- R.I.P. Nymph- well, you're gonna be real fucking. So here's okay. So with Nymphadora Tonks, don't call me Nymphadora because she turned into a duck. Um, <laughs> and Remus. Both characters, just out of, by sheer fucking uh, subjective uh, insight from fans, uh, both characters are thought to be queer, but were later married um, kind of like at the drop of a hat. Like, we started a movie, and they were just married, they were going to have fucking kids, and no one really knew why. Um, But I think it's kind of pointed out in the books, if I remember correctly. It is, Uh, and I haven't... uh... Or the, it's addressed in Order of the Phoenix. I think it was, uh, and I'll, I haven't listened to the, I listened to the book last like a year and a half ago, but I believe it's the fact that they like uh, do a lot of missions for the Order together. Together, they're spending a lot of time together, and that's kind of how they fall in love. Like that's how a lot of people have that story. A lot of people spend time together and fall in love. That's literally how fucking it's most like Ash people. And Misty, but we never got it. Fuck, Misty was a piece of shit. I loved Misty. I, I didn't like May. You didn't like May? That was seasons later, dude. I fucking, I just threw it out there. Um, So, Nymphadora and Lupin both thought to be, so Nymphadora was supposedly thought to be a character that represented gender fluidity because she was a shapeshifter. That's it. Uh, Remus Lupin. That could be offensive to the LGBT community because... To say that gender fluidity is shape shifting is stereotyping. God damn it! I take offense. <laughs> uh, uh, Remus, being that he is a werewolf and an animagus, um, is thought to have been so. His condition and him like kind of hiding and you know kind of being like laying low a lot. You know, contextually, like his character um, is thought to be a highlight or an overview or like a. Um, as, uh, kind of a play on the subject of of males who are HIV and AIDS positive who have to hide from kind of hide themselves from normalcy of life and they, you know they don't they have to only like cer- certain people know and so apparently based on what was just kind of like thrown on this character Lupin is supposed to be like he's not that it, it's it's not that he's a werewolf. It's that he uh, is a is a representation of a gay man who has AIDS and he has to like hide and 
And then uh, because the fucking patriarchy, him and Nymphadora are forced on each other in a marriage that no one saw coming. Boom. J.K. God, Rowling. That was so hard to fucking get there. I was shaking my head half that time. God damn it. The fucking, the author was sad. He's telling us by telling us that the door is blue. That signifies his depression. And the four walls in the room signify that he feels like there's no way out other than suicide. Bitch, it's a Blue's Clues book. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's overanalyzing literature. As someone who, well, maybe I shouldn't put it out there. Someone who's trying to write a book. I come up with cool shit. I think this is a pretty cool part to the story. Sometimes something is in there just to be in there. Sometimes, oh, this is a magical world. You know what's magical? Werewolves. Let me throw a fucking werewolf in there. It doesn't have to be all this fucking extra shit. There's children's books. Originally, it was designed for Scholastic. Scholastic fucking was the publisher. They're sold at book fairs. They're for children. They're not going to be fucking putting all this college-level analytics in the fucking literature. It's just a fucking werewolf. It's just a fucking shapeshifter. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Internet. Um, so that's those are just some of, the, some of the issues that people have taken on with J.K. Rowling. Uh, that's just the fucking surface. We have so much more like, available for us to dig into. Uh, for now, that'll... that'll That'll be it. I think just the fucking rant itself is like the highlight of the fucking episode. You got me. You really uh, got me going with this have, shit. I got so is, much fucking. We have, we're gonna have all. This is gonna end up being a whole series of just fucking heat with J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, if you can hear me, your wording may not always be the best, but I fucking love you. I fucking love your work. Don't let these fucking internet overthinkers put you down. I got your back, girl. Um, yeah, this is good. <laughs> uh, again. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I fucking, I fucking greatly enjoyed this. Uh, Try to fucking cancel me for this shit. Try to fucking uh, say that I'm transphobic or some shit for saying this shit. I don't give a fuck. J.K. Rowling is a fucking angel. You leave her the fuck alone. Thank you guys for supporting us. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys to the uh, Facebook community. Um, Thank you guys for thanking us for thanking you. In the next episode, we'll talk about how Voldemort, yes, more, the real Voldemort. More J.K. Rowling shit is coming. The real Voldemort supports J.K. Rowling. This ain't stopping. Also, quick note, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, is dropping tonight. Uh, at the time of this episode, it's 3.18. Uh, this is, it's going to drop uh, tonight at 12 a.m. Um, DC, the uh, Snyder Cut is dropping, has dropped, has dropped four-hour movie, so fucking get ready for that. Um Thank you, sir. Uh, I am the elder. Jose, the great communicator, defender of authors. The advocate. (laughs) Um, Thank you, guys, and we will catch you on the next one. Who are you, really? My name is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed. Offer me everything I ask for. Anything you want. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. I am your father. That's my son! This is my boy! This is my boy! That's impossible! You're laughing. Someone was killed today because of what you did. I know. How about another joke, Ray? Why are you son of a... Fuck you. 
Remember, that's my...